This is the Building Management Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. As people become more comfortable in the home building automation space, they want to be able to take this commercial as well. Regardless of the ups and downs in the stock market, if these manufacturers, these plants, and these entities want to stay open, they need water. Welcome to Market Scale Building Management. I'm your host, Sean Heath. Active shooter incidents in the United States are an extremely um, heartbreaking and dangerous, and sadly, they're becoming a little more common than any of us would like. Actually, the perfect number of these incidents for me would be zero. Well, my guest on the podcast today has that exact same feeling, but he has to put on blinders on a daily basis to focus on the mathematics and the science and the physics necessary to reach zero. I am, of course, talking about the Senior Vice President of Sales for Boone Edom, Greg Schreiber. Greg, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. I would imagine that that task you have in front of you on a daily basis is pretty daunting. Yes, it really is. We get a lot of inquiries from C-level customers asking us uh, if there's a way that we could provide a product for them that, that would help them uh, with, the, in most cases, a layered security approach. Um, this is the number one topic that we see as we attend uh, various trade shows and seminars. Um, I was recently at a, an event called the Security 500 in Washington, D.C., a uh, C-level uh, gathering, and nearly 42-45% of the attendees listed this particular topic of workplace violence and slash uh, active shooter as their number one concern. It was just just ranked higher than cybersecurity, if you can imagine that. So, you know, we hear a lot about cybersecurity and the news uh, every day. Unfortunately, as you mentioned, we hear about active shooters in the news also every day. Uh, but this topic is one that, that is uh, forefront uh, with the C-levels at Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 type of custom, uh, companies, in addition to uh, other uh, agencies, universities, schools, and so on. The FBI put out a report in 2018, and it looked at active shooter incidents in the United States, and 42% of all active shooter incidents in the United States happened in a place of business. About 26% were in businesses that were open to pedestrian traffic, and 12% of those were businesses that were closed to pedestrian traffic. Now, one interesting stat that I noticed was the difference in casualties from 2017 to 2018. There was a slight decrease in the number of incidents between those two years, but there was a huge drop in casualties uh, from 2017 to 2018. I would imagine that mitigation and one of your specialties, the layered approach, probably had to play a large role in that reduction of casualties in the workplace. Yeah, I, I believe it did play a role. Uh, I would also credit, I'm sure, that the majority of those companies or those circumstances uh, had well-trained employees and well-trained staffs that, that probably had drills that they would uh, go through throughout the year, active shooter drills, and just to create a, a better awareness and an action plan for if and when those circumstances occurred. So I'm, I'm certain that that 
probably played a role in that reduction of the casualties. Uh, an active shooter situation is a difficult circumstance. Uh, sometimes it's an, an outside uh, bad actor that's coming in and forcing their way into a university or into a place of business. And in some cases, it may indeed be a, an active employee who has valid credentials. So, it, so it's a really difficult scenario to where you can't just target uh, one particular type of, of person. You can't say that this person who has credentials um, can't gain access or the person who doesn't have credentials needs to be checked at some other point. It, it's very difficult. So what we have found is that the layered approach that you mentioned plays a, plays an important role. Um, we see this uh, not only for active shooter, but also for workplace violence and other related circumstances that the, the C-suite for the Fortune 500 companies have to deal with. It could be something as simple as a, uh, a parking control gate coming into the employee parking lot, followed by a fence line that may have a full height turnstile, then followed by some additional security at the lobby level, and perhaps even lastly, deeper inside the building, there would be yet another layer of security to gain access to a server room or to a C-suite or something. So that layered security is very important. And it, and it plays a, a big part in the active shooter circumstance to where if you have a layered security approach at the front, your front entry point, an important component of that layered security is to have a ballistic rated storefront. And what I mean by that is that there are different levels of bullet resistance. Uh, there are different materials you can use. There are certain films that you can put on windows. There's different types of glazing compounds and storefront compounds. And, and what that provides you then is a ballistic entry point to where if somebody does show up and does not have credentials, wants to gain access to a facility, their option is to try to tailgate or piggyback into the building and or to try to shoot out some of the, the glass in the storefront or the glass in the door and just make their way in that particular way. When you mention layered approach, you don't just mean the physical barriers. Those are the first level. But you did mention corporate training and specifically the training and preparedness for employee development. I'd like to take a moment to talk about just how important that piece is. Once someone gets past a ballistic barrier or if someone starts from within the security of those measures and they don't have to bypass them, the next strongest support system is the training and the response of the people who are employed within that particular business. Let's talk about just how important and how thorough you're able to be when training those employees. Yeah, it's a it's probably the most important component of a of, a, of an active shooter uh, circumstance is that when you have a, a situation go off, seconds are important. So your employees need to be trained. They need to understand uh, mustering points. They need to understand uh, you know, how quickly they need to get out of the building and, and what the, the best plan of action is based on the circumstance. As you can imagine, most active shooters rely on the confusion that occurs during the event. Uh, there's been studies that show that you know these events usually only take a few minutes and before they're resolved, but there's obviously a lot of devastation just within those, those couple of minutes. Um, if I could back up just a bit, as far as the the way that the, the shooter would gain access to a building is, is really two ways. You know, you either walk through an, an open door that's unlocked or propped open, you know, or you tailgate through or piggyback through with a valid user. 
So what, that, what I mean by that is that if I'm a, a valid user at a university or a commercial building and I have a card reader and there is a, a locked door, with my valid card read, I can open that swing door and gain access to the building. And when somebody then is following closely behind you and holds that door open and then gains access during that same uh, transaction, that's what the industry refers to as a tailgating or a piggybacking episode. It's somebody who's an, a non-valid user following a valid user through the same card read. And when I talk about the layered approach and where Boone Edom can help the circumstance, we provide two product types that are called a security revolving door and a security portal or a man trap, as it's known in the industry. And both of these products prevent that circumstance. They only allow one person per valid badge read or identification to enter the building. Now, the critical part about the active shooter component of this is that if you provide that door or you order that door with a ballistic rating, you now are providing a, a ballistic entry point that is impenetrable with an invalid card read. So if you don't have that access to get into the building, you're going to find yourself being denied by the door. And then, you know, you're going to be instructed to leave the building. The door will rotate backwards. The panels will open. And in the event to where the active shooter gets frustrated and, you know, attempts to maybe shoot their way through the door, they're going to find out very quickly that a ballistic rated security revolving door or security portal will provide the protection that the business or the, the commercial operator needs. And that those, those extra moments, those extra seconds, minutes are critical. As a general rule, I think people are polite. I think it's it's part of our social nature. And this sort of mechanical separation helps overcome that natural niceness. And removing that impulse or helping mitigate that impulse, it removes the responsibility from us as individuals to think about the security of the you know, the person behind us and, and helps remove that weight from our shoulders, but it also provides consistency. And I think that consistency is the way that you um, improve the mindset of us as individuals in certain situations. Yeah, absolutely. So you've hit the nail right on the head as far as the, the polite nature and the way that we're raised is that you, you hold the door for somebody. And, and that single uh, fact is what is the is the reason behind most of the physical security breaches you see in commercial buildings. Uh, we often ask uh, facility managers or security directors, how do you measure the number of unauthorized people that are in your building? And surprisingly, the answer in most cases is we don't or we can't because of the fact that the majority of our entry points are swing doors and we rely on our employees you know, to kind of monitor and to police one person at a time. But we have proven time and time again that if you show up at a commercial building and what we'd like to say is you look the role you may have a suit on you know you, you may have a cell phone in your hand you may look like you belong there it is about the easiest thing you'll ever see to just gain access to a building through one of those swing doors and so people often don't want to confront somebody they don't want to you know be out of line and question somebody so they'll often just do nothing and let that person gain entry into the building and as you mentioned the products that, that we use as part of our layered approach for this active shooter circumstance is that our products uh, take that off the table you do not have to be 
polite and hold the door for somebody. In fact, you can't. You know, so the proper training that we give to the individuals when the doors are installed clearly indicate that these doors are meant to provide safety for the, the users of the building and that when somebody is properly using the door, it is a one person at a time scenario. And it's just a, it's a phenomenal way to control who's inside your building. Um, it, it even comes down to you know, knowing exactly who arrived. So in the event that there is a a mustering event, there is a, a an incident, a shooter, you'll know exactly who's in the building because you'll have that through your access control system. That door will be able to tell you definitively how many people came in and who came in. Whereas when you have a swing door and somebody, two, three, four people all come in, even though they may be valid employees and they may have proper credentials, but if they're coming back from lunch and one person uses the card reader, opens the door and four people walk in, you now as a facility manager, as a security director, you really don't have an accurate count of who's in the building. And in a crisis situation, that, that's one of the most critical things to know, who is still inside. You don't want to send first responders inside to a building uh, where there may not be somebody inside. It just you know, provides an, an unneeded danger for the first responders. You mentioned an important aspect of social engineering, and that is the concept of if you act like you belong someplace, that's half of the deception. And no matter how good your suit looks, in a situation like this with a layered approach, if you don't have an access card, guess what? You probably don't belong there. I'd like to talk about the thought progression from within a place of business in the first few moments of an actor-shooter situation. Well... The circumstance, from what I've been told through some of the training that I and conferences I've attended, as we mentioned earlier, is that the first few minutes are chaotic. Uh, the shooter typically relies on that chaos. They rely on the fact that the the people who are you know, the potential victims are just not well trained, and that, that in in under the circumstance of a of a event like that, are not going to even follow the training that they have. So they're relying on the chaos of the circumstance. Um, the, the key, again, from, from where we come to this is that we are doing everything we can to prevent that shooter from getting inside. Um, once that shooter is inside, uh, that takes it to a, to a realm and an expertise that is beyond what Boone Eden can provide. You know, from a standpoint of uh, that there are experts in this in this field that can provide excellent data and excellent training and, and excellent um, examples of how to mitigate the damage. You know, because let's face it, at some point, once you have an active shooter and, and the, the episode is occurring, at that point, you're just trying to minimize the, the damage, period. And, and where we focus, you know, from the layered approach perspective, we're focusing on the, the main entry points. We are a company that can provide secure entry points to reduce the chances that a bad actor or an active shooter or somebody who's not meant to be in that building can gain access to the building. That's our part of the contribution to, to solving this, this equation. So a layered approach obviously provides a multiplicative benefit. It's an exponential increase with each layer that you're able to add. We've spoken about some really interesting physical approaches and products today. What's the next iteration? Is it just an additional physical layer, or are there some other components that you can tell me about that are going to be the basis for our next level of security? Yeah, it's a great question. So right now you'll see in some high-risk areas there will be metal detection and in some cases even weapons detection uh, monitors, you know, that at, at entry points. Uh, 
and often then that requires uh, a guard force and that requires somebody who can respond to an alarm. Um, we hope that as the industry continues to evolve that we can have collaboration between the manufacturers who manufacture these high-tech greening technologies, you know, weapons detections, bomb detection, metal detection, that type of thing. And we can provide some integration with the detection component to the physical entry component, which is the security revolving door and the security portal. Anything short of that, whether it's a swing door or a standard turnstile, anything along those lines can be easily defeated you know, in that circumstance. So that's why we really focused our discussion for clients uh, towards the security revolving doors and the security portals. And, and these are products that have been installed for uh, almost two decades in some cases. In federal buildings, we've got several large Fortune 500 clients that use these at their main entry points at, a, at the majority of their offices or in higher risk areas. So this is a, a product that has been installed, is currently being installed, and, and in some cases have been used for dozens of years. This topic is not the, the most warm and fuzzy topic to talk about, and frankly, it can be a little overwhelming and disheartening to turn on the news and just be fearful that you're going to see another news report, or even worse, that you will experience one of these events in your workplace or in a place of business. But after talking to you today, I do feel a little bit better. It's, I did not anticipate that I would, but I want to thank you for that. Today, I've had the pleasure of having a conversation with the Senior Vice President of Sales for Boone Edom, Greg Schreiber. Greg, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really have enjoyed this. Sean, we appreciate the opportunity, and uh, thank you.